0: Suds, Suds, it's time for more Suds. This is definitely time for more Suds. I am good old boy Mike. This is a Suds episode here on Sip, Suds, and Smokes, where everything good in life is worth discussing. We'll definitely have quite a bit of discuss on this particular show. Joining me here at the table, I have a round of great hosts, our perennial host, Reverend Mark. Good afternoon, friends. Good old gal, Juliana.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: And good old boy, Dave. Hey, everybody.
2: I just thought you would say beer. <laughs> I, I saved that, <laughs> that for you're the All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's my goodbye, not well, your hello.
0: <laughs> that's your goodbye, not your hello. This is going to be a very interesting episode. If you have not heard any of our style Beer shows, we've done some other shows on Stout. We've done another show on Saison. This show is a double-blind tasting that we are doing for IPAs. So uh, we're going to be actually uh, discussing this in two parts. Uh, So if you are listening to this episode, be sure and listen to part two. Uh, You will hear more of the discussion that we're having today. Um, This is part one of a two-part series. We're going to be talking about double IPA and imperial IPA, which is, you know, really uh, rather close cousins of each other in definition. And so we have actually picked 23 beers. (laughs) Yes,
1: Um, that's 23.
0: (laughs) 23 that we're going to go through. Now, IPA in general is one of the most popular styles in the U.S. right now and it is known uh, from a strong but balanced bittering. And then there are different unique characteristics like West Coast styles uh, with this bright and bold floral hops and then the complex uh, flavors of IPAs that are actually being made in the eastern side of the US. And so there are things that are regionalized, there are ingredients that are very unique uh, to each of those regions. There are style differences between all of this. We've decided to cast Some of those aside, I've selected 23 IPAs, double IPAs, and Imperial IPAs in a double blind tasting. So (coughs) my suckers here at the table, um, I'm sorry, my co-hosts, have gone through this double blind tasting of all 23 of these. And we'll talk about what those twenty-three beers are in just a moment. Up first is going to be good old boy Dave. He's going to be telling us what we're going to be doing today as we're talking about these beers.
2: We'll be tasting and discussing these beers using the Suds Rating System, along with our signature brew belching sounds. Here are those. What's a brewing sound sound like? Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a mashed. <laughs> t- <laughs> t- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 sounds like my fermenter. <laughs> Uh, signature belching sounds here are those ratings now number one that sucks give me anything but a bud number two was that a belch number three ah what a relief number four a body should really not make that sound and number five, using my cool radio voice, listen to that hang time, give me another. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to work on that, Doug. <laughs> Dude, that was solid.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so we have just really put a twist on this tasting. So they literally, I mean, this is 23 different beers. That we have tasted and rated in a double blind tasting. So that means that nobody knew, uh, except for me, what beers we were tasting and where they were being poured. Just a bunch of glasses, a bunch of numbers, and a rating sheet. Now, <clears throat> all of us have been in beer competitions, um, and this is the typical way that you judge beer in yep. a in a, in a a beer competition. It's just a bunch of blind tasting, you just have a bunch of glasses in front of you, and a bunch of numbers in front of you so it creates a very level playing field so what I am doing right now and what you can't see is I am handing out the key um, that's associated with our tasting sheet (coughs) and while everyone is uh, dropping in their uh, key into their uh, tasting sheet they uh, we're going to actually hear their reaction as I am telling you what are the 23 beers that we have tasted in this double blind tasting because it's going <gasps> to take me a while. Wow. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow
1: oh my god
3: wow dude <laughs> oh look who we gave this i know there, there you, there you know. go
1: Yo. there
2: you go
0: i
3: knew oh this
2: my. would happen <laughs> i wanted to capture this because you guys yeah <laughs> I told you guys it wasn't
3: wow. that bad all
0: right so while we're uh still i'm hearing the fallout from
1: uh wow, wow. wow. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs>
2: Dude, I was on point with everything.
1: Oh, whatever. You know what?
2: Let me <laughs> see something. I don't even drink IPAs all the time. I don't think that's gonna
1: happen.
2: Yeah. All right,
0: so here are the twenty-three beers that are in this blind taste taste blind taste testing. <clears throat> um, number uh, number one, Green Flash West Coast IPA. Number two. 21st Amendment Hop Crisis. I'm not going to read the numbers out. Uh, I'm going to just read the numbers. Uh, Dogfish Head, 90-Minute IPA, Cathedral Square, St. Lenny's, Odell Brewing, Mercenary, Belching Beaver Brewery, Uh, uh. (laughs) (laughs) Dams, Firestone Walker, Double Jack, Uh, Blackstone Brewery, Enabler. We'll talk a little bit about that. It's brand new on the market. Oscar Blues, Gubna. Uh, The Six Point Craft Dales Resin. Six point craft tails high res moylan hopsicle new belgian rampant stouts double a double ipa stone ruination founders double trouble three floyds apocalypse cow um uh hair of the dog the blue dot version southern tears 2x ipa laganinus maximus foothills brewing scene double ipa great divide hercules double ipa and our last one is founders double dancer so those are the beers that we have in this amazing double blind
2: lineup i knew every one of those before you gave me the.
1: (laughs) (laughs) whatever
3: i thought i had most of that down sure yeah (laughs) yeah liar all of you
0: (laughs) so uh you know if anything i just uh what an amazing lineup uh, yes. that we had yeah. uh, to oh, go yes. through today. What is the belching beaver? What is that one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to know
1: exactly. Oh, I
0: want to know. <laughs> yep. So uh, you might have to forgive us. We're not going to be able to uh, provide a lot of background information on some of these beers because uh, they're they're not familiar or new to us. Or um, so uh, you may have to be looking up some of the uh, <coughs> uh, particular information on some of these outside the show after I clear my throat here. hang on a second let me have get a, a beer yeah, I think I'll have a beer so uh, I guess the first question is um, what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> you mean or were, were you surprised at some of the beers that were in the lineup or what you picked?
2: <laughs> I only had one that I'm surprised about honestly hmm. um, and I'm not that surprised about it but I'm more surprised about some that I picked lower. Me too. (laughs) Me too. Um, Yeah, but I didn't really taste a lot of bad beers. In all this 23, there were only a couple that I gave a two or something. You know, I I gave a lot of threes, and um, that's true. Yeah, when I looked
0: down the uh, numbers, you know, on my sheet overall. I only had one five. I had a lot of fours, um, a lot of threes, a couple of twos, but no ones. And I think that says something about the quality of, you know, the style of beer that's being made, you know, in the U.S. right now overall. You look like you were about to pick up your, uh, you know, your jaw off the floor when I asked the question, Juliana.
1: Well, the reason why I say this is, is because... Production I guess and bottling can mean a world of difference because I was really shocked at this particular beer that,
2: oh, her skunk award. that we <laughs> exactly. all agreed, oh, yes. Oh I, man, I, uh, this is so horrible. Yes, yeah. yeah. No. I liked it. Okay. Even though you said it was skunky. Mm. You, you it was. You uh, You can say it was skunky. But, but literally, they, skunky okay. okay.
1: For it. Folks, seriously. Yeah. You know, when you hear about a skunky beer, okay, there are varying degrees of skunkiness when you hear of a skunky beer. It I was mean. not
2: Heineken, by the way.
1: Right. And what. <sighs> what may constitute to one person as a skunky beer may not may not be so bad to somebody else now granted we are tasting double IPAs and Imperial IPAs so there is a degree of astringency that comes in some of these beers that some people may even constitute a skunk. But this beer, literally, you smell it and mm-hmm. you are smelling a skunk. It gets you, the Pepe Le Pew Award. It really does. Um, our skunk's it is just, <laughs> It is just overwhelming. And then when you find out that it came from brand X, you're like, Oh my my stars!
2: You're going to have to think about how to temper.
0: Yeah, I just hope nobody
3: picked that as one of their three favorites. I
2: hope uh, nobody from Brand X is listening. Yeah, (laughs) well, they are definitely.
3: I think a lot of people are
2: going to be pretty surprised. So, uh, you know,
0: a very good uh, lesson here to talk about. Um, I mean, what can happen, you know, in bottling and distribution, you know, to something that. This is a beer that we know very, very well, and and there is just no way on the free planet that it should have tasted the way that it did today. Let me just say,
2: brewers love their beer, and they do everything they can to brew, package, and you know, uh, a beer that they can be proud of. Everything that happens after that is totally up to people <laughs> who are just looking to get beer from one place to another as fast as they can and make dollars from yeah. it. So well, that, that's a good disclaimer, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and, and I think that, uh, when we <clears throat> reveal, I'm sure over the course of the discussion, you know, who this was and what happened. It's Bud Light. <clears throat> no, it's not. <laughs> Please don't sue me. Um, uh, so, you know, that, uh, you know, I think that it, there was a bit of a lesson learned here, I think, for, you know, uh, distributors and brewers alike, you know, to be able to understand what can happen with something that, you know, when that product left, you know, that uh, that brewery, you know, just uh, that, that's not what the brewer made. There's just
2: no way. I think it's a good lesson for beer buyers, too. Yeah. You know, you get, you know, a beer that you've read on websites, Rape Beer, Beer Advocate, or something that everybody's raving about
3: Mm -hmm. and they're so crazy about. And you get one, you're like, oh, what the What is everybody talking about? That's entirely possible. Yeah, always.
0: And so uh, I think we've talked around which beer this is enough, and I don't think any (laughs) of us are going to talk about this beer for the rest of this. So uh, I will reveal that. The the beer that we're talking about is Stone Brewing Ruination, which is a double IPA.
2: <clears throat>
0: this is a fabulous beer, and there is just um, a tremendous uh, measure of letdown with all of us that, <clears throat> you know, this is this is a brewery that we really enjoy. Uh, we've all had this beer just at least well over a dozen times yeah and we really know that this is not the right representation of this beer no. it's just been light
3: skunk that's right. just the bottom line of it
1: oh it's not even light <clears throat> skunked. it is heavy well stone. and, no. and no. In, in all fairness light. you
3: know to to stone or whoever this could happen to and there it's not just for them alone is that the hoppier your beer the more uh susceptible it is to, to you know to oxygen. being light struck yeah. Yeah. yeah to having that effect so
0: yeah. yeah, Well, I'm not going to uh, name names about exactly where I bought this, but I will tell you that that was purchased in the last two days. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, oh. that has not like, been sitting in my beer cellar for six months or something like that.
2: Some of these beers have. Um well, you know what that tells me is yeah. that Stone should just open up a place in Nashville. And be done with We don't right. have to yeah. worry about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so... Come to Nashville, Stone. All
0: I have to say is uh, I'm really glad this was in the lineup. Very unfortunate that we ran into a bottle that uh, this was the case uh, because um, I think that it would have stood up very well with the onslaught of other beers that we're going to get to talk about um, in this tasting. So <clears throat> um, in our two-part series here, what we're going to talk about is um, each of our hosts are going to go through their top three, rank them in our SUDS ratings in one to five, <clears throat> and uh, um, that's going to be this particular episode, and we're going to kind of talk a little bit about you know the tasting overall as we kind of went along here. So um, up first is going to be Reverend Mark. To talk about his top three, yes, uh, beers. Um,
3: All three. Yep, all three.
0: Yeah, you can go through them in any order you want. You can go three to one or one to three, whatever you want to do.
3: Okay. Well, I would. I'll go three to one. Alrighty. Uh, And you know, it was really close. And there were some other really wonderful beers that just barely, barely got squeezed out. Uh, My number three top choice was. In our lineup number two which happens to be the 21st amendment hop crisis hmm.
0: wow huh. yeah that is pretty wild yeah yeah so um a little bit about the uh so this is a this is a brewery that primarily distributes in, in cans mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and this particular uh, can that I've had for Hop Crisis is actually from last summer. Oh wow! <laughs> so <laughs> that tells you a little bit about it. does you not know, get light struck. Wow. I know it did not get light yeah. struck, and this is you know something that I've actually it's been stuck in the beer cellar for a little while. Cans are the way to go. Yeah, well, it says something. So uh, what uh, number three? So what were some of your tasting uh, elements from
3: well, this? Well, I noted that it was clean. It was crisp. That it did not have a lot. Of what I termed as caramel static, uh, meaning that it was a little bit more on the lighter, kind of pale side, which is what I personally prefer for an IPA or a double IPA. Um, and I thought it was well carbonated. It just presented well. Of course, it was. I actually went from one to twenty-three in that order, so it was fairly fresh on the lineup for me. But uh, overall, I was just you know really thought it was. Uh, quite a good big beer that did not you know require that i do a lot of analysis it just was clearly one that i would like to have another one of huh
0: interesting yeah. so what's your surgery uh, a four uh, uh, uh. the body should not make that sound <coughs> so uh,
3: what's next in your lineup okay then on down the list about almost exactly halfway my number two um choice is um it was number 11 on our lineup. And it was the six point craft ales high res. Wow. Huh? Oh. Interesting. So uh, for those of you that uh,
0: may not be familiar with this particular product, uh, Six Point Brewery is uh, based in um, Brooklyn, New York, this is uh, a rendition of a beer that they've been making for <clears throat> quite some time called resin. Um, it's a version of it called high res that they uh, broke out this year <clears throat> it's basically a uh, it is a um a high alcohol version of uh, mm-hmm. of resin itself and resin is, has been around for quite a while mm-hmm. um six point makes some really great beers this beer is actually distributed also in a can um and uh, it's actually uh, distributed i believe in it's at a set of 10-ounce can or an 8-ounce can. I think it's an 8-ounce can. Um, and uh, But in uh, both the resin and the high-res version are both distributed, um, you know, in the same, you know, type of, uh, um, I think, of the 8-ounce uh, canned version. So it's interesting you pick this out.
3: It is, and it's the second, you know, on the on the list that's been canned. I'm sure there, there are several more that, uh, that we're sampling today that were canned, but uh, that completely <clears throat> makes me um, a convert, you know, to to the future of canning, especially when it comes to these, uh, you know, double strength, imperial strength uh-huh. uh, IPAs. It really, really does. Um, I, I s- said that this one was very big, very flavorful. It was a, as I termed it, a hop rocker uh, that still goes down easy. Hop <laughs> huh. rocker. That's cute. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. so uh
0: you know so this is a this is a beer that uh uh i thought we had it on a show um a a few months ago um where we actually compared resin and high res Mm. um against each other um i know that i've tasted both side by side i I thought we talked about it on the show and i actually was not a fan of high res Mm -hmm. um and i'm a huge fan of resin I mean this is a beer that I in the same way I, I mean I, I this is a beer that I consume probably every other day you know or at least once a week um, I mean this is this is something that's in my you know daily tasting you know flow of beer um, <clears throat> at least resin has been and I really did not think that high-res was a bigger better version of uh, of, of resin itself um, so very interesting that you happen to pick um that beer um i'll talk about my rating um uh for that what's your rating for i give it a four a four yep Uh, Uh, and that's the same as well for me uh so my rating uh for the high res was a four great aroma always a great beer uh Mm. six points a great brewery yeah yep so uh what else is uh here in your lineup number one okay
3: my number one pick Oh yeah, and it kinda of, it makes me feel really good because I've actually been to this brewery a couple the stone of times. No, 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 no. No, I picked on our lineup number twenty two, which was the Great Divide Hercules double wow. IPA. Yeah. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah, yeah, and I've been there a few times. Ta- you know, I just love I love Great yeah, Divide. Love I them and I had no idea I was picking out their beer bread. I just thought it was it was very fresh to me, and it was very – it had a lot of good malt sweetness, <clears throat> but not cloyingly sweet. Um, just – it was just a wonderful assault in the nicest way of saying that on all the different mm. senses.
0: What's your such Rating on Great Defied Hercules Double IPA? Five. A five. How about Nice. That? Mm. Well, uh, I want to give a chance for anyone to chime in on uh, any tasting notes if those are not in your top three, if any of those. uh, None of those were in my top three.
2: None of them were in mine. Um, The only one I would really say that I really have anything to say about I thought they were all good. Again, I gave all the ones that were in your top three uh, at least a three. Um, The the high resin, the only thing to me about it was it, it was really sweet. To me, so it just it, it was it was very heavy and sweet to my palate, mm-hmm. mm. but they were all good.
1: And for me, um, the the twenty first amendment was in my like I was narrowing it down to five. Well, actually, I was narrowing it down to six. And <laughs> <laughs> well, top I've three, got top <laughs> six.
2: You know what's the difference?
1: I was having a hard time because okay, this is a tough. It's a tough group because, I mean, not you guys. I mean the beer.
2: Well, okay. no, I think you mean this group. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whatever. <laughs> no, but it's it, but it's hard because it's about balance, and sometimes you want something that's a little bit out of balance, you know, as a good double IPA or imperial. So it just makes it that to me, anyways. It makes it that much harder. So, uh, yeah, it was in my it was in my last grouping, you mm-hmm. know, to narrow down. Yeah, and i was surprised by the 21st amendment because some 21st amendments i've had that were just yeesh mm-hmm. you know and then others were good so i was surprised <coughs> and happily surprised that this was in my final round if you will hmm. um
0: so what was your saturating on that one
1: that one was a four hmm. uh, uh,
0: uh. Body should make not make that sound and so to offer some contrast so the 21st amendment hop crisis um my tasting notes around that were it was sweet ick (laughs) there you go (laughs) that was the only one that i wrote actually and one of the few that i actually rated you know um a little bit low so um actually my said rating for 21st amendment was two which was was that a belch um so uh very interesting contrast you know uh between these but I will say that on the flip side, my uh, comments around the Great Divide Hercules Double IPA, fabulous brewery. Oh my goodness, you could you could funnel Yeti in in my pains like all day long yeah. if you wanted to. <clears throat> uh, also on my daily you know rotation of uh, of beers and uh, but not this particular one. The Great Divide Hercules Double IPA. My tasting notes are really earthy hops, but a little bit sweet. Um, that's about all I wrote down. Um, my suds rating for that is actually a four. But I should not make that sound. So um, a really good beer. And for me to write down earthy hops, I mean, it really has to be something that I feel like I'm scraping, you know, some dirt off the sides of my tongue. Um, so really great uh, great discussion, great hop profile. Um, what were some, I mean, I'm curious about your surprises out of your entire stack. <clears throat> we'll talk about, you know, everything a little bit later, but was there like, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't put that in my top three?
3: Yeah, well, of course, uh, one that was like in in my, you know, top six or eight at least was the uh, Firestone Walker double jacket. Didn't mm-hmm. quite make the cut, but, you huh. know, I think that was really well well done, and I'm kind of surprised I didn't pick that.
0: Hmm. Um, well, we get to talk about the whole list on the uh, next episode. Uh, so I'm sure all of us were having these moments like, really? Are you kidding me? I didn't pick that. So,
3: Yeah. And then I also thought of, even though I have never had it before, but I've heard a lot about it, is the uh, uh, hair of the dog, blue dot. And yep. I didn't write that nearly as high as I would have been inclined to had I known what it was. You know how the just the suggestion of that this is sort of like the the great Pacific Northwest sort of counterpart yeah. of Pliny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, uh, I'm sure we're all
0: going to have uh, those reactions as well. <clears throat> Listen, we're going to take a uh, quick break here, um, and we will be right back. We'll pick up with Juliana's top three, and head on around the table. So don't go away. Come right back. Thanks. Hey, thanks for coming back to us from that break. We are talking about double IPAs and imperial IPAs today, and a double blind tasting of twenty-three different beers. So we're headed around the table. We're all talking about our top three. Next up is good old gal Juliana. So Juliana, do do your best. I mean, name it from three to one, one to three, whatever you're going to name here.
1: Okay. Well, can I mention my honorable? No. No. no? I no? didn't even. No. I just. <sighs> <sighs>
0: I knew she was going to go here. She had all those glasses in front of her.
1: Well, it was tough narrowing it down. Sorry. I'm a girl. I'm indecisive at times. She's one
0: of those kids that couldn't follow directions in kindergarten. That's why she has 90
2: pairs of shoes.
0: I
1: got scars from kindergarten because of that. (laughs) What do you mean I have to pick my best friend? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, Whatever. Okay, fine. I'm sure
0: you can pick your top favorite three beers out of this. fine.
1: So, starting off with number three, which I was pleasantly surprised, was number 14, the Stouds Double IPA.
0: Ooh. Wow. Very interesting choice.
1: And I know. I'm a Pennsylvania girl, and I'm happy that I picked a PA beer. And I... I really enjoyed this. Don't look at me funny. That's um It's just how I look.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. we can't make this stuff up. <laughs> It just flows. Okay.
1: You um, know, what I liked about it was that it was a good balance. Um, it was sweet, and it was hoppy, and it was malty, and it didn't leave a super bitter aftertaste, and I really enjoyed it, and I gave it a four.
0: Hmm. How about that? Right off the bat. So, um, Stouts is a, a very interesting choice. Um, Thank you. You know, I, and, I mean, honestly, I mean, out of 23, you know, double IPAs, would you... Many of you thought that would have been your natural choice, you know, to hit the right. top three. Um, so, <clears throat> any other comments about stouts, your tasting
2: notes, your ratings? Well, I'll say that it was my number four. It just barely made it out of my top three. I gave it a four as well. Huh. Oh. But I would also say, having been to stouts, if you're ever in central Pennsylvania or wherever the heck that place is, <laughs> stop there and hang out they always have something cool on tap um and the place is really cool they always have a party going on stouts is a great place to visit
3: i've been there it's not too far from hershey Right. right yep i've been there
0: yep Uh, Well, I I wish I could say that my tasting notes were the same. I actually wrote down it was a tad sweet, and uh, my rating was three um, for the stout.
3: I did somewhat the same. I gave it a three, and I just simply said it. I didn't say it was sweet. I said it was less hoppy, which Mm. is sort of the same way.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. It's just a different way (laughs) of saying the same
3: thing you said, but
2: in a different way. Yep. Mm. So what's up next?
1: Number 21 two. Foothill, Foothills Brewing, oh, seeing double wow. IPA.
0: Amazing. All right.
1: Dude, I effing love this beer. Did you say effing?
0: Uh, she said it in a politically correct way, though. Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, so, what are some of your tasting notes around this beer?
1: This one is just. It is so smooth. It's almost like drinking a whiskey. It's. Mm. I, I mean, but what I love and enjoy about double IPAs is that they're not they're not so so tough as regular IPAs can be. Uh, There is a sipping quality to them and as this is warmed up over time I've just enjoyed it even more. It's a really good balance, really excellent flavor, and you know I'm happy that this is from Foothills because I like what they're doing, and this takes me back to the Winter Warmer, where, okay, a moment here where Dave and I got engaged um, at the Asheville Winter Warmer. It just was a it was a great Winter Warmer, but mm-hmm. it was the first time I was introduced to Foothills, and I really enjoyed what they had on tap that day. At the beer fest and they had this on tap and i was like wow this is a good beer so yeah and this i give a four as well
2: mm, very
0: good oh. <clears throat> and dave drops to his knees and the crowd goes
2: oh <laughs> no nah, i just stood there and cried uh, yeah
3: <laughs> holy crap there's another person that actually loves me on the planet will you stay with me we'll see <laughs> it's not early
0: <laughs> Uh, other uh, reactions to uh, Foothills Brewing Seeing Double IPA.
2: I really liked it. I mean, I, I think I, I I just wrote good IPA. You know, hmm. That was by the, by the time I got to twenty one or twenty two, I was like
1: two, uh, yeah, two yeah. word sentences.
2: <laughs> but I did I did think it was very good. Yeah. You know,
0: well, I So I uh, that you that you said the uh, rating is yeah. four. Oh. Oh, okay. And, you know, I think uh, that's an interesting story kind of about all of this is that I, I did not start at the beginning. I actually started in the middle of, the, you know, our overall tasting group. Um, <clears throat> one, just to make sure I I was trying to manage my palate, which is half the battle, you yeah. know, in tasting 23 beers like yes. this. And, we, and it was, I, I caught all of you, you know, you were having water, having crackers, taking a break, you know, trying to reset your palate as much as you could through this very difficult incredibly difficult wasn't it
3: yep but worth the battle yeah most yep. definitely
0: well i have some uh uh some good news about uh foothills uh, brewing Seeing C- double C- C- ipa also hit my top three
1: yes <coughs> <coughs> I, right. you
0: know um and i mean out of 23 beers for any of us to uh do this very different uh, taste profile. I actually wrote down uh, lemon hops was what I wrote on my tasting notes. But as even as I'm tasting it here now, I mean, it kind of tastes like somebody has taken um, limoncello, dropped it a bit in a barrel, kind of stirred it around, and then taken the stick and stirred it around in the IPA. Because there's a little bit of wood in there. There's a little bit of, you know, uh, kind of a, a sweet lemon, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing uh, going on. If anything, it's kind of tempering the the bitterness uh, within the beer itself, and so it kind of created all this, you know, kind of uh, complex, you know, balance, you know, between it all. Um, I don't know if that's what they were going for. I have not a clue. Um, all I know is it works really well, and it definitely hit my top three. Um, so mine was four uh, for uh, Foothills Brewing, seeing Double IPA. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I have no idea where I picked that up. Um, and I don't even know if I can get it again, <laughs> yeah. uh, for that matter. Um, but that is—it's uh, not a beer that I've seen all that often, and uh, certainly I, I would say that uh, worthy of coming back and picking up once again.
3: Yeah.
0: Any other comments about? Yeah,
3: this? I would. Th- this actually was my number four pick. Huh. Wow. It really was, wow, and I gave cool. it—I gave it a, I gave it a four. Mm. Uh, I said it—it uh, it tasted to me like a, a very dry, which. I look for in an in in any kind of double or imperial IPA to start out with it seemed like and I don't know this if that it had maybe a little bit of rye in there uh it just yeah because it's really you know sort of aside from it it, being dry Mm -hmm. it has just that interesting rye taste um and I love foothills too I was actually there earlier this year on a spring break with some students and it was not spring at all. It was like 20 degrees with ice on the pavement. And foothills was like my haven every night. Mm. And so I actually got to sample this, uh, you know, on the tap. So sorry, I didn't pick it for my top three, but it was right. Yeah,
0: it was great beer. It really was it was worthy of discussion. What else is in your top three uh, there, Juliana? Well,
1: you know, interestingly, I did snap a couple photos, you know, before you started pouring, and I noticed this logo and I'm like, oh, it's bad-ass. Cool. Luckily, I picked it as my number one. Huh. And that would be the Three Floyds Apocalypse Cow.
0: (laughs) Oh, Wow. Very interesting.
1: Now this I love this beer. This is number seventeen for everyone counting. Yeah, on the table. On the table. Yes. Um oh my god. I, I, I mean I've been sipping it and I I've just it, it keeps opening up even more and what a great beer. Now I'm a fan of Three Floyds to begin with. Um, you know, I really enjoy their Alpha King and We went to a winter warmer in Louisville this winter where we had three Floyds on tap. And, you know, besides actually going out to Indiana, this is the closest, you know, that we've ever gotten to it. And um, they had some really good stuff there at the winter winter warmer, but this just reinforces the fact that I, I need to get out that way to get more of their stuff because... It's so it's so balanced, but it's got like this nice resiny ending to it that I really enjoyed. And to me, that's about like what I love about hops is a resiny hop flavor. And um, this gave it to me in you know, tenfold, and it's got a really nice, sweet ending to it. But I still taste the the resiny hops, and it, it's still there, lingering. And I really enjoy it. And this one, I gave a five.
0: Wow, how about that? Yeah. <clears throat> that's uh that's a pretty high praise, definitely. <clears throat> as soon as I hit the right button, <clears throat> uh, well, I'll jump right in uh, and share the echo of the same thing because. Also, my number one pick, uh, which was Three Floyd's Apocalypse Cow. Um, (laughs) I mean, uh, uh, pretty amazing. Um, My tasting notes around this were well-rounded, very floral hop, um, very West Coast um, style. But there was just uh, some unique balance about the whole thing uh, that was really working for me. Um, uh, I actually remember picking up this bottle, um, and I have to give a shout-out because... Um, Three Floyds is becoming rather difficult to find unless yep. you're outside of the Indiana, you know, Chicagoland market. Even in Chicago, it's still difficult to find. I um, ended up uh, picking up this bottle in Ohio at Jumbo wow. Gems, um, which they just got an occasional case every now and then. And this was uh, this was the bottle I ended up picking up. Uh, there were just six of them up there with my name on them going, please pick me, Mike. And... Um, so I ended up uh, grabbing three of these and bringing them home. I had one right away. Um, the one we're having, we had here, I've probably had cellared for, I don't know, six or seven months. Um, <clears throat> so I think the fact that it was really showing as well as it oh, did, yeah. uh, you know, really says an awful lot. I'm, this was probably a beer that I was really a, a bit worried about, the fact that I'd cellared it uh, as long as I had. It was probably one of the ones that I had Probably cellar it a little too long. I usually, I never would sell her an IPA. Frankly, it was just, you know, kind of in the mix. And I'm like, well, how many double IPAs do I have? And I pulled this, and I'm like, oh, I got to throw this in the mix. So um, mm. it was my top pick. Um, my Sudge rating for Apocalypse Cow from Three Floyds was a four. <coughs> uh, any other comments about Three Floyds Apocalypse Cow?
2: No, no,
3: <laughs> no. There. I like I liked it a lot, but it, I I went from one to twenty three, and by the time I got there, I think it was um, you know a fatality of my own palate oh, fatigue. Yeah.
2: Mm. Mm. yeah, I will say I could taste the cow. Yeah, <laughs> All right. just just on the the back end, just yeah. a
0: little bit. <sighs> you know, uh, I so hard. Yes. Well, uh, very interesting what's in your top three. I'm very honored that two of my uh, top three were were shared uh, with you there, Juliana.
1: That's crazy. Um, I mean, because we had no we idea. We had
0: no idea. I mean, literally, I couldn't n- tell you the measure of <clears throat> honesty and and uh, how we arranged this. We couldn't even plan this, even if we had tried for weeks on end. So,
2: so when you guys were doing all that planning, <laughs> you weren't talking about this. <laughs> That's weird. Okay
0: no and uh, you know even though i knew what we were tasting i swear after 23 bottles i had no idea what was in what glass i knew which beer we were tasting today but so i wasn't probably in the purest sense of a double blind but even then you know there were just like two or three beers that i was like "Hmm, i kind of know what that is you know um good old boy dave uh hang on just a second Uh, Before we get to your uh, top three, we'll take a quick segment break here. We'll be right back in just 15 seconds to hear good old boy Dave. Well, I'm sure you really enjoyed hearing that really fun music or a really crappy commercial. Depends on how you look at it today on Subsides and Smokes. This is a subs, uh, subs subs episode. A subs episode. We're talking about subs. Mm. <laughs> My favorite is Capicola. Uh, with a little provolone. Mm.
2: alone
0: <laughs> Subs are about subs. This is a subs episode. We're talking about beer. We're talking about double IPAs and Imperial IPAs. This is a double blind tasting of 23 beers we've gone through today. We're going through our top three in this particular episode. Next up is Good Old Boy Dave to talk about his top three.
2: All right. Well, when I'm drinking an IPA, a double IPA, an imperial IPA, a double imperial IPA, an imperial double IPA, is there is there an ending to this song? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Let me get to it. So um, I, 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 I try to keep it very simple. Um, not too bitter. Not too sweet. Uh, a light body you know if if i can have a nice balance hmm. in those things have to say light body in this line
1: yeah it is isn't well
2: it? but that that's the challenge too though i think you know if it's not you know like chewy you know i think that's a light enough body a lot of the mm-hmm. times so um uh, you know I, I i really did not taste a lot of bad beers in this flight of 23, um, there were some that I definitely liked better than others. So, my number three beer of my top three was the Lagunitas Maximus. Wow.
1: Wow. Huh. Mm.
2: Number 21.
1: There's that.
2: <laughs> hmm. wow. So, uh, tell us what you're tasting. Well, and it was, by this point, I was writing very little about (laughs) each one. But the the thing about it was, is that it it was just very balanced. It wasn't too sweet. Um, It did not, the bitterness did not blow my mind or anything. Um, I just enjoyed it. It was a beer that I could probably drink a pint or two of. Hmm. And I gave that uh, a four. Uh, Hmm. uh, uh. I should really not make that sound. So, discuss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well. <laughs> So Honey, um, you
1: should I don't know. That. I
0: had this uh, whole thing going through my head going. number By the time Dave's talent hit that number, he was going, I am a tiny little, 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 little <laughs> bitty band. My palate is blown. I cannot do anything. Please save me.
2: I said that at number one.
0: Number yeah. One. I definitely had, like, a Monty Python episode, you know, yeah. popping through my head, literally, literally. Well, you know, I think... Um, You know, Lagunitas Maximus, uh, by its definition, is a hot bomb. Um, And I remember when it first came on the market, um, and I was thinking, oh my goodness, I don't think that there's anything that could sustain itself to have more than one of these beers. Mm -hmm. But... I'm looking back, even at my uh, tasting notes from from today, I wrote down caramel, sweet, and hoppy, mm-hmm. and my such rating is actually a three <coughs> for Lagunitas Maximus. Lagunitas is a great brewery; I really love, you know, a lot of the beers. Um, I thought it was going to be a little tough for this beer to hang tough uh, with all the the other things in this lineup. If anything, I would have thought it would just have been a. A palate blowout yeah um, I mean nearly beer, uh, barley wine you know style of, of bittering um, so I was really surprised how well it stood up yeah uh, in this group uh, I this is a fresh bottle I mean I just picked this up two days ago um, as well so uh, I knew that this is a bottle that should have been just as fresh as fresh as fresh uh, other comments about Lagunanus
3: Maximus well now that I know it's Laignitas Maximus it does remind me of another Monty Python uh, the, the life of Brian <laughs> You're whose not father
2: say are you? No no
3: no 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 not this time <laughs> <laughs> Brian's Brian's father he finds out later in the story he was a Roman centurion by the name of Naudius Maximus <laughs> <laughs> You know get ready to his, just try to mimic his dumb, dumb butt
0: part.
2: dude <laughs> no, I do not
0: you know <laughs> But that's the reason why Reverend Mark and I hang in all the time, because <laughs> we probably have the Monty Python channel on like 24 hours a day, and we know every single line. I think know you guys are the Monty Python uh, channel. It's just, you know, there's <laughs> definitely something to that. Um, <clears throat> any other comments about Lagunitas Maximus?
1: I just thought it was a little bitter, you know, mm. compared to a lot of the other things. But that's not... bad per se for what it is. It was
0: supposed to be a hot bomb.
1: Right. Exactly. And that's exactly what it is. I mean, and that's what it produced. And I gave it a three. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Sorry. This is kind of like speed dating. So, you know, our excuse is really. Hey, it's not you. It's me.
0: exactly. It's it's not your hops. It's (laughs) me.
2: Hey, Hey, I didn't make it. I just drank it. Yeah.
0: Uh, What else is uh, there on your list?
2: All right. So number two, On my list, and this was the one that kind of surprised me, was uh, the New Belgium Rampant. Really? Oh man! Yeah. (laughs) Wow! Uh,
0: It's like I know I'm
2: just gonna get ripped on everything I put in here. Um, I thought it had a great aroma. Uh, I thought it was again; it was very balanced. You know, I don't go for super bittering hops, and I don't go for super floral hops or you know finishing hops all the time i like just a nice balanced beer that i can drink and i think that's what this was again mm-hmm. um i gave it a four uh, all right uh, but i
0: should not really make that sound uh other tasting comments or ratings sound rampant
1: sadly i said eh
0: Huh? <laughs> wow <laughs> I'm so Are you going often, to skunk too? No, it wasn't oh, okay. a skunk
1: too. I just thought there was some sort of, there was a taste there that I just couldn't understand and comprehend. And so, I'm sorry. That
2: taste is called good.
1: Oh. Well, I, I was into the cow, I guess. I don't know. Wow.
2: <laughs> Which end of the cow?
1: <laughs> Whatever. Um, and I just gave it a three.
3: Oh, wow well uh, I, I noted, and I think it corresponds with uh, with dave's comments, um, although I didn't give it as high a rating, but I said that it was uh, it was clean and bright that is it you know, it just really struck me as a very well crafted beer um, everything had fallen out, it was just nice to look at, but we 're not just looking at beers, we 're tasting them. It had I, I noted that it was just a little lower on the bitterness end of the spectrum but I thought it was still well within the mark and mm-hmm. so it kind of corresponds with saying you just don't want, want it you know just over the edge so hmm. that was a very good beer I just didn't rate it I, I just gave it a three.
2: Thanks Mark at least you were nice about it yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: So my tasting notes around New Belgian uh almost exact deja vu here so I wrote down bright hops those were the two words that I wrote down. Um, So I I think the question that I have around this beer is, I felt like this was a marketing manufactured beer by New Belgium. Um, This just felt like they had pulled off a higher alcohol version of Ranger. Yep. And Mm -hmm. had thrown it in a bottle and said, you know, for those states that have some variation between low-grav and high-grav, like Tennessee does and a couple other states. You know, we just need to create something that basically, you know. So, my tasting notes around um, New Belgians rampant here were very similar. You know, almost the exact same words that you described, which were bright and hops. I mean, um, it it was had everything that you would think of, you know, with uh, West Coast style my suds rating actually was three uh uh, Mm for rampant but you know i think one of the questions that i had around this particular beer was uh this feels like something that was marketing manufactured you know by belgian uh by new belgian itself um this just feels like a high grab version of ranger uh you know that's really all this sounds i mean is that even close to what you think is going on here yeah Yeah. totally (coughs) um and and it's almost a deja vu of, you know, what was going on even with Sierra Nevada. I mean, they did the same thing with Torpedo IPA. I just felt mm-hmm. like that was, you know, a over a high grab version of you know their pale ale um, that they had basically just taken into a high grab version.
2: But I think that happens a lot. I mean, look at resin and high res. That's true. You know, uh,
0: absolutely. And and so uh, I think. Uh, to your point dave is it a better beer or is it just nothing more than a
2: marketing ploy i you know i don't i don't think that um the rampant is better than ranger Um, ranger is really as far as ipas go is really pretty good um i think rampant's good um but i think people look for higher gravity they want to something bigger better you know that's that's the American palette we want bigger and more And if you're a production brewery and you've got this kind of, this much grain, this many hops this type you know and you've got this sort of production schedule it's not like you can just totally reinvent everything to make a brand new beer all the time when you don't know that it's going to be any better so you take a good beer and you ramp it up rampant see boom uh-huh. you see what i did there Wrong. see how i
3: did that yeah. there is no way good try i have to say that i have not always been a big fan of of rain of ranger as we get it here in this area. Uh, but when we were uh, at the brewery, I'm it was one you. of the best beers we had all week because yep. it was just fresh. I mean, yeah. it actually had been bottled like an hour before they served sure. it. And I'm telling you, they pulled that off the bottling line and really? handed us one, and I was
0: I was a believer. All of a sudden, I was like, this is not the same beer that I've enjoyed. I mean, this is a really, really good beer. Yeah. So, you know, there's something there to, uh, you know, our discussion about distribution model and you know how things can influence the style what's going on if they dropped ranger in a
3: can i wonder
0: if it would taste exactly the same well and that's what i was
3: speculating about about this rampant uh you know if if it could be packaged in a can uh then i mean the i might be a believer yeah yeah Definitely, and, and as they move their, you know, you know their their um, canning facility, or as they set that up in the Asheville area, maybe that will be something we can maybe look forward it. to.
0: Yep. All right, Dave. So uh, one more to go, right?
3: Yes.
2: The number one beer today.
3: Dum-dum.
2: The best beer that anyone has ever had today <laughs> on the show. Whose name is Dave? Um. I picked the founder's double trouble. Wow, oh, man. Yes, I, controversy is my middle name. Uh, interesting. Dave Controversy Brown. Mm. Um, and I really, I did not write a lot about it. I just wrote, this wow. is, it, it smelled so much better than any other beer I'd seen today. Huh. Uh, it was beautiful, floral. And everything, I gave it a five. Wow. Now rip it apart. <clears throat> I'll take the first swipe. So, uh,
0: my tasting notes around this uh, were it was citrus laden hops, kind of earthy. I don't know, I just, it did not fit in with everything else. And so, it was a little bit wh- which one of these things is not like the other? That's
2: why it was the best.
0: <coughs> um, so, actually, my rating was two was that a belch? <laughs> um, so, there's a little bit more to the story here. This particular beer was growler, right off the tap, just yesterday. <clears throat> yes, I know. Here in Tennessee we now can enjoy high-gravity beer yeah, off Tampa. the tap. Woo-hoo! Oh my goodness. Yes, I know. It's just amazing. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, a big shout-out to uh, Red Dog. Um, oh, yeah. That uh, uh, was one of many places that uh, you can now uh, purchase high-gravity, but they uh, actually, offered this up to talk about on the show. <clears throat> the um, I, I really had higher hopes for this because this is a beer that I actually I enjoy a lot. I've had it in a bottle a lot. Mm-hmm. I was pretty surprised how I rated it in the in the double blind here. Um, I will probably go back and enjoy some more of this. Even after I've given it a two, I will probably <laughs> still enjoy, and enjoy it for what it is because I really know what that beer you know tastes like you know on tap. So I was pretty surprised. Any other comments about Double Trouble from Founders?
3: Well, I hate to say that I gave it a two. Also, oh, I just no. I, I wasn't as uh, I just felt like the hopping for me was not um, the regimen I would have chosen. But uh, yeah, but it was not a bad beer at all. But I just didn't yeah. give it. Hmm.
0: Any other comments?
1: Well, I have it in a honorable mention mode, which I want to discuss on the next <sighs> on episode. On the
0: nepa- next episode, we'll talk so about I'm just
1: leave it all at that. fourteen just honorable mentions yeah. <laughs> from her. Let's.
0: You know, that's, that's cool. Dave, thanks for going through your lineup yeah. and all three all in right. uh, an no adulterated you. fashion. I can't wait like to tell you so how much I hate all your,
2: your three beers. Let's, so go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I mean.
0: Well, so we've already talked about two of my three, uh, and I, I'll just reiterate those really quickly. Uh, number three was the Foothills uh, Brewing Seeing Double uh, yes. IPA. Hated um, it. Yep. <laughs> Uh, was in Juliana's top three. I rated it a four. Great lemon hops uh, were some of my comments around that. <clears throat> the other one out of my top three was Three Floyd's Bacchylops Cow. Uh, it was uh, yes. rating a rating of four. Well rounded
2: floral hops, great
0: West Coast style. Tasted like a cow. Yep. So, uh, no surprise to me, uh, what was uh, rounding up my top three was Dogfish Head, 90 Minute IPA. Ah, oh, wow. Yeah.
1: <coughs>
0: I'm sorry, but my palate is well-trained to this bad boy and i knew exactly uh what was going on with uh, this this is a beer that um when somebody asked me what is the reference beer uh for this style this is what i'd name right off the bat it just has a a balance of sweetness and bittering to it and there's this uh earthy quality um That is off the back side of this. That is really just, I think it's a great, unique flavor. It's one of the early beers uh, from Dogfish Head that I fell in love with. I have easily smoked four or five cases of this beer. um, And, uh, you know, I just—it's uh, one of those beers that I go back to when I'm sitting there staring at everything, going, "What do I feel like today? I feel like not making a decision." Having a ninety-minute IPA—that's right, what I right. feel like today. You know, so uh, some people reach for a Bud, I reach for a ninety-minute IPA, and it was something easier for me to pick out of the lineup, and something I knew that was my go-to. And it's just—it is such a great reference style um, in this entire lineup. Um, so. I definitely have some things to talk about, much like Juliana, about what was not in my top three that I really thought would be, and we'll get to those. My Sedge rating, though, for Dogfish Head 90-Minute IPA is no surprise. It is a five. And it was my only five um, on the entire sheet, so even though I picked so, the Apocalypse Cow as number one, it uh, was not my highest rated beer, uh, which was uh, kind of a bit of a twist in my rating system. So... Really great uh, discussion about uh, what was in our top three uh, all the way across in this uh, fabulous double blind tasting. Um, <clears throat> we will uh, definitely have a lot more discussion on our next episode um, about uh, this entire tasting, what we thought, what was not. We'll go through all of uh, Juliana's uh, <coughs> honorable mentions. Uh, you know, <laughs> all, uh, 20 all, all twenty of and them. All twenty. And the
1: list is many. To years. make
0: sure that uh, she knows what those are. Um, in the meantime, um, let's wrap this uh, show up for our listeners. Um, really great show. Uh, just yeah, you know, I always love our single single style uh, shows, but definitely in a double blind tasting, it uh, got really rather quite interesting. Thanks to all our listeners on Sip, Sides, and Smokes. You can catch all of our episodes online on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Uncle Doc's Basement, and Spreaker, our native media host. <clears throat> our terrestrial radio stations are questioning every single day who stole that parking spot and who bought this show. <laughs> <laughs> They're always expanding. Wow. And if you would like to hear this show on your favorite radio show, give that parking spot back and hand that person a bud or a six-pack. Give them a note and copy us as well. You can always reach us online at info at Sipsuds and Smokes. If you would like to submit a lawsuit to Dave, mail that to Dave at <laughs> SipsudsandSmokes.com. Care of, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Our daily tasting notes are always available on Twitter every day at, at sip, suds, smokes. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a great big help. And if we actually get to see your feedback as well. I want to thank my co host for being here today. Reverend Mark, thank you. Cheers. Good old gal, Juliana.
1: <laughs> Every craft beer is good.
0: Honorable mention. And <laughs> <laughs> good old boy, Dave. Beer. <laughs> Favorite tagline of all, outside of my own. I want to thank all of our listeners for being here and joining us. This is a good old boy, Mike, asking you to join us once again and keep on sipping.